Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 8th of November, the 312th day of 2021, with only 53 days remaining until 2022. Today in 1519, Aztec Emperor Moctezuma II and Spanish conquistador Hernán Cortés had their first meeting in Tenochtitlan, Mexico. And most everybody knows how that eventually turned out. Today in 1602, the Bodleian Library in Oxford, one of the most amazing libraries in the world, opened. Today in 1731 in Philadelphia, Benjamin Franklin opened the first library in the North American colonies. Today in 1951, Yogi Berra won the first of his three most valuable player awards. One year ago today, Kamala Harris became the first woman and the first woman of color to be elected to the Vice Presidency of the United States. Tonight in the southwestern sky after sunset, the young crescent moon shines several finger widths to the lower right of the considerably bright planet Venus. And tomorrow night, just above the east-southeastern horizon before sunrise, Mercury will be less than a finger's width to the upper left of Mars. Forty-some additional days of ever-waning daylight, and we will have arrived at that fulcrum-like moment known as the solstice, which leverages us from one season to the next, in this case from autumn to winter, when the landscape and the seascape won't generally be any warmer than they are now, but they will gradually become brighter. Nonetheless, for the nonce, we here in Down East Maine are in that part of the calendar, for better or for worse, that finishes off Thomas Hood's poem, No. No warmth, no cheerfulness, no healthful ease, no comfortable feel in any member, no shade, no shine, no butterflies, no bees, no fruits, no flowers, no leaves, no birds, no vember. In every one of the in-person classes I'm teaching at UMaine this semester, I have my students open up any available window at least a little to create a flow of cool air and thus create a less hospitable environment for the plague we call COVID. Thus far this semester, 10 of my students have tested positive for COVID and have had to isolate, and another two students have had to quarantine because they were in close contact with someone who had tested positive. This is out of 45 students total, making for an infection rate of about 22%. All of them were breakthrough cases. That's somewhat higher than the national infection rate, which is about 14%. But when we look at our current 46.4 million cumulative cases of COVID since the first reported cases on January 21st, 2020, and divide that by the total cases worldwide of roughly 249 million, we find that we have so far had 18.6% of the world's cases of COVID, while we are only 4% of the world's population. India, however, is a relatively close second, currently having 35 million cases. In third place globally is Brazil with 22 million cases. Fourth, fifth, and sixth places respectively go to the UK with 9.3 million cases, Russia with 8.6 million cases, and Turkey with 8.2 million cases. Meanwhile, worldwide deaths due to COVID are at 5.1 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States are at 753,000, up at least 9,000 since last week. Not a huge number for some folks, unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. 
Worldwide, 7.2 billion doses of vaccine have been administered. Today in Hartford, Connecticut, Dr. Thomas Norval Hepburn and his wife Catherine had their second child, a girl whom they named after her mother, Catherine. Biographer Ed Morrill tells us young Catherine's parents insisted their children begin each day with a cold shower and finish the day with spirited dinner table conversation. Her father encouraged his children to be athletic, running a cable across their backyard with a trapeze hung from it. Her mother taught her children to be considerate of others, as Hepburn writes in her autobiography, Me. We felt that our parents were the best two people in the world, that we were wildly lucky to be their children, and we still feel that way. Catherine Hepburn began acting in college and went directly to the New York stage following graduation. In 1932, she was signed to RKO, and her first film role was in the 1932 A Bill of Divorcement, in which she uttered the line most often associated with her, the calla lilies are in bloom again. It was a successful appearance, and despite being labeled box office poison following the failure of her next five films, Catherine Hepburn became one of Hollywood's all-time superstars, about which she said, the secret of life is how you survive failure. Today is also the birthday in 1847 of Irish author Bram Stoker, in 1900 of American novelist Margaret Mitchell, in 1920, of American actress Esther Rowe. In 1922, of South African physician Christian Bernard. In 1927, of American singer Patti Page. In 1947, of American singer Minnie Riperton. In 1949, of American singer Bonnie Raitt. In 1951, of American TV personality Mary Hart. In 1954, of American singer Ricky Lee Jones. In 1966, of Scottish chef Gordon Ramsay. In 1968, of American actress Parker Posey, and in 1972, of American actress Gretchen Maul. Hi. Every now and then, WERU-FM asks a few questions to see how things have been going with their listeners. For example, is WERU providing you with the best in music and public affairs at the local, regional, national, and international level? Is WERU the radio station you tend to listen to most often because of the general quality of its programming? And are you willing to help WERU continue the excellent work it began more than 30 years ago? Please take a moment and consider how you would answer these questions, and then do what you can to help WERU maintain the momentum it has managed on the airwaves for more than three decades. Thank you. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the eighth official week of autumn, and best wishes for a good Veterans Day.